Good evening, it's close to 11 o'clock. I am recording this podcast as almost like a, a audio journal. I wanna capture the journey in a workshop series I'm doing. It's gonna be over a period of three months and we're covering a lot of topics. Uh, the first weekend is about building a custom positionality profile for all the white folks that are in the workshop. And the emailed question, the workshop technically starts via email the night before. We sent out two questions. The first question was, what is your ideal African heritage person or ideal black person? And what is your community's ideal African heritage person? That can be institution or community. But when I ask that question, when I sit with that question even now, we've probably already asked this question to about 200 people. We've gotten some great feedback around it. And it qualifies in holistic resistance um, strategy of dismantling racism. It, it fits in the category of an unfair question. But we always say in holistic resistance, it's important to ask unfair questions because you get unfair answers and you can get real fair solutions. But not enough people in white controlled spaces ask themselves unfair questions. So these are the two unfair questions we sent out. Um, we've done several workshops and this question has been the email question. And the reason this is important is because when I sit with this question, there are some people that say, oh, I've heard this question. I've been working with this question for six months to a year. And from, from my personal example of how this can move through a community, how this can move through an institution, and how this can move through an individual, is I really invest in asking yourself this question, being with this question, allow this question to work on you. Pay attention to your environment as you hold this question with you throughout your day. And I invite you to keep this question for at least three or four years. And watch what kinds of other questions are born because it was asked. What kind of topics and conversation do you get to have because this question was asked? What is your ideal African heritage person? This is for white people. Are people that have white privilege, white passing, or deep conditioning around whiteness? This question could definitely be asked for African heritage people and black people, same, you can use those interchangeably. Uh, I prefer African heritage. But in the context of this question, I ask myself this question too, because if you're born in America, if you've read, read books, films, audio, radio, music, the internet, social media, you are inundated with all the ideals, preferred bodies, preferred education, preferred way to get resource. It is a part of the American propaganda machine and it is very effective. And so I wanna sit here and really slow down piece by piece. What is your ideal African heritage person, personally? And how I'd like you to kind of grow this question 
because there's so many layers to this question. Say, what is mine? You say mine first. And then look over to your partner, your family, and go, what is my family's ideal African heritage person? What films do we watch as a family? What stories do we tell or not tell? What do my children feel is the ideal African heritage person? And as I sit here at 11 o'clock at night in my office, and I record this podcast, I really want everyone that took the time to be on this podcast with me to ask themselves this question. Slow it down. Be with this question. Let it work through your heart and mind. Let it be kicked out of your system and then bring it back. But I invite you to be with it. So we sent this question out to probably this last two weeks, about 100 people. And it's interesting because out of 100 people, I would say about 5% of them Maybe 10% were African or um, were male. Maybe another 2% were POC, non-African heritage. And I would say the vast majority of the group, when they either answered it in person or answered it in response to the email, said nothing about black people's sexuality. And I could, I could see why they didn't say anything about it, but I also know that black people's sexuality plays a critical role. And if they are a ideal or safe, quote unquote safe, we'll stick with ideal African heritage person for any given family, community, institution, existing in America, that you have to have a certain type of sexual energy a certain way you control it. I think about all of his refinement, all of his speaking skills, if he did not have a, a, a clear control of his sexual energy, he's a very handsome, I'm sure able man across the board, but if he didn't have a clear control of his sexual energy, he would have never made it to become president. So in the landscape of this work, I want to invite individuals that have been with this question, but have not actually examined or articulated in in their profile the ideal African heritage person, how they want to control their black sexual energy. How does their community want to control their black or African heritage sexual energy? And how does your community go about signaling, informing, critiquing, pushing out folks of color that don't have a control of their sexual expression according to the white environment around them? And I also know that as much as there's some smothering and control, there's also a deep fetishization, uh, exploitation of black sexual energy, magic. And that's really important to notice. Oftentimes, I think too, when I integrate spaces in the Northwest or anywhere, I find it very interesting that I can probably figure it out within a short period of time 
if I am their ideal black person when I show up. Hmm. Feels important. Feels critical. And I am in a place where I want to challenge you. I want to challenge the communities that take the time to be with these kinds of questions that build solutions. And I don't mean like right answers, but I mean like awareness, actionable steps to dismantle, to grow, to acknowledge that your community is not asking questions that are allowing them to be actually be available, accessible in resistance to dismantling racism that your community may be participating in a passive flashpoint sprint, I call it a sprint version of social justice. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I remember I was invited to teach a workshop. It was like a private workshop. It was like maybe 10 people in it. It was at a pretty nice neighborhood definitely a white controlled neighborhood and I did the workshop it went well and me and my cousin Portia were co-leading it together we step outside we get in the car <sighs> and we packed lunch a dinner quinoa black beans chicken and as we ate Portia just turned on the overhead light in the car the kind of lamp so we could see our food and I turned it off immediately and I said I don't want people seeing us in the car and Portia's like, you're right. And then she was like, I, I can't really see my food. It's kind of dark. So I said, yeah, turn it back on. You can't see your food. Turn it back on. She turned it back on. And some of y'all that are black know exactly what's about to happen next. And within five minutes of us turning that light on, I saw some bright lights shining behind us in the car. And a police officer comes and asks us what we were doing. And I said, I'm eating dinner. And he, in a very strong voice, said, are you done? Now, I was clear by his tone of voice that he wasn't actually asking me if I'm done. He was inviting me to be done and move it on. Now, I could have argued with him. I said, yes, sir. I put the food away. And he falls out of the neighborhood. And we were not surprised. But we were also shook up. We were realizing that even though the people that invited us to come to the workshop, that they were comfortable and safe with us, it was not their ideal black person of their neighborhood, their street, we'll say. And this happens all the time. White folks will date people, hire people, invite black people, without any awareness of what we call here at Holistic Resistance, the emotional calorie burn of navigating white controlled spaces. And that is so important when we look at what it takes to show up for this work. It's not just the big actions that one can do. And we appreciate those big actions, donations and marching and signing petitions and changing policy. 
I agree. Yes, yes to all those things. But it can it can be a life saving act. It can be a a real important support. I'll call it to invite. your community to notice themselves around their ideal. And I know there's a lot of anarchists and well-educated folks that say, Aaron, I, I don't like the word ideal. And I would say, I agree. Stay with the question. Stay with the words. Don't change the words. The words have been specifically crafted, inserted, into this question to not speak to the higher thoughts where people don't actually rank human beings by ideal and perfection and all that stuff. There's a way in which America, mainstream culture, has an idea, has an agenda in their idea. So even though you might believe that you're beyond having an ideal, if you live in America, it's worthy to examine. Because I have learned a long time ago as a professional photographer and filmmaker to not underestimate the power of imagery, of film, of television, of online mediums, subliminal communication, conversations that parents have in hushed reverent tones that they don't think the five-year-olds see. Respect. The installation, I call installation like art, like installation art, you've ever seen that? The installation art of America. The environment that is controlled and curated for you to have an ideal. So before you say I'm beyond that, just look inward. Take some time. Maybe notice what your ideal used to be that makes you more accessible. I, I used to have this ideal. It doesn't bother me much anymore, but I used to have this ideal black man that did these things. Oh, I used to have this ideal black woman that did these things. I used to have ideal trans person that did these things. And in some cases in the Northwest and in other cities that have very, very dominated white spaces, They'll say, I haven't even been around enough black people to even know what my ideal is. You have an ideal. I love the folks that are rewilders and they don't watch much television anymore. And they say, well, I haven't watched TV in 20 years. So I don't think I have an idea. You have an ideal. Take the time. Be with the question. Let it work you. Let it be with you. I'm going to take a pause here. I'm going to do some... Uh, some singing. This song was written by my little sister, Alilia. It, I'm just going to sing the chorus. But it's the invitation to be close. To be real close. Lay your hand on my pillow. Mm -hmm. Lay your heart on my soul lay your head 
on my pillow. Mm-hmm. Lay your heart on my soul. In closing out this podcast, I, I want to share a couple of pieces that I find valuable. Is that this question has many layers to it. And I feel it has the potential of having baby questions. When you start asking yourself and your community and those you care about, this question. I want to invite you to track your tone, to examine your intention. Are we asking this question to humiliate, to shame? Or are we asking this question to build awareness? Try and try and know that. Try and get your hands and heart around your intention on this question. And my intention for you in this question is to come with compassion, patience, and a deep curiosity and awareness that this question and the answers that come from it have so many baby questions attached. And I want you to grasp, hold on to those baby questions because the questions that come from this question is oftentimes what the nectar is. So listen to this podcast and it moves you I would like to invite you to send me your answer. Send me your baby questions that are born out of the answers that you and your extended community come up with. What questions are inspired by the answers that you all have? I want to hear them all. Thank you so much. I appreciate those that are listening to this podcast and maybe it's the first time you heard of holistic resistance. I want to thank those that might be in a podcast series, not podcast, a, a, a workshop series with me, and that they're going to sit with this in real time. They're going to sit with these questions in the context of our workshop series. And I want you to be really patient with yourself. I might even say kind to yourself, if you can. But try and stay with it. Try not, try not to bypass it and get kicked out of your emotional system and invite it back in again and again and again. Well, that's it for today. It's been an honor to be with you all on multiple levels. I hope this work inspires the deep community that I um, would like to have built around it. I hope we all fight for liberation for all of us and let us not give up on staying creative when taking on the impossible. And my meditation always reminds me that there's help as you're staying creative and taking on the impossible. Much love.